0: Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we talk about a really sad story but also talk about some nice music. This week we're talking about boat Jackson England, C. Baby, Frank.
1: maybe to Spain. Wherever I have gone,
0: wherever I've been. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with I'm Dax, Jared.
2: This is Tyler. Very excited over there, aren't you? I'm um,
0: I'm um, yeah. How is everyone feeling about talking about Jackson C. Frank, excluding Dax? <sighs> okay. Jared, how I'm are you happy about <clears throat> that, that Dax is happy.
2: Me too. We love him. I'm glad that he is getting his wish. Wow. It this... warms my heart when a child finally gets their wish.
0: <laughs> I waited a whole
3: year for this. <laughs>
2: it ain't it, been a whole year yet. Almost. Dax
0: has it's been asking for us to do Jackson C. Frank for. The entirety of our show, if you stuck around throughout our full year, thanks listeners for being around for the year of 2019 where we've been talking about music and we are closing it out with Jackson C. Frank. Dex, how do you feel about listening to Jackson C. Frank?
3: Oh, uh, this is just a, another week for
0: me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice anything
3: different. I just do this.
2: Well, he only has one album, so he could just listen to it every day. I I do. See?
3: i have it on vinyl upstairs
2: do you i do nice hard to get well it's a reissue still hard Well, to that's get not it. surprising
0: well i don't imagine the the original pressing probably really exists anymore super
3: rare it's it's out there
0: it is out there
3: it was made by paul simon yeah talk about it yeah so uh
0: one album by jackson c frank that we uh we talked about where do i, where what do I, I start on? here
3: I, I just start about the album
0: Yeah, talk about the album. we will go to the the, the beginnings of his life.
3: Okay, so for a time, Jackson C. Frank lived with uh, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel over in London. And uh, when Paul Simon made a bunch of money off The Sound of Silence, he used that money partially to fund Jackson C. Frank's one and only real album. He was the producer. Paul Simon's the reason why we have this beautiful work of art
0: al stewart played song uh on yellow walls oh
3: yeah that is true that was al oh. stewart's that was al stewart's debut recorded
0: debut best known for his song year of the cat
3: is he best known for that
0: that's what it I says guess so huh. i don't know you're the host what do we talk about first uh i would say we can talk why don't we go ahead and talk about the the sad, 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 sad life of Jackson C. Frank, which is I think really the predominant reason you'd like to talk about it. It is. Because you really want to talk about his sad, sad, sad life. And then we can talk about uh what we thought about the music, and then we can talk about his influence on others, and then we can talk about just some fun stuff. Okay. How's that sound? Okay. So I guess I'll just start with his childhood. Then. So for listeners, this show is going to be predominantly hosted by Dax. This was his oh. wish. He's going to do most of the talking here.
3: I'm going to do a little bit of it. Other people read about him. They can jump I in. I didn't read
2: anything in hopes that you would tell me all about it. Okay, this I'll is all going to be fresh to you. you. You're like the, the the papa who reads the Christmas story thing. Okay. So and I'm just a little giddy child. Once upon a, a time, Yes.
3: Uh, Jackson C. Frank was in music class at his elementary school. Uh, They're sitting around. His uh, young childhood crush, Marlene, was playing the tambourine. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. It's true. His little crush. is is adorable. Uh, Long story short, they exploded. There was a huge fire. Oh no! Yeah, the furnace. furnace. Yeah, the furnace exploded with with a lot of the children. A lot of people died. Super horrible. Fifteen. Thank you.
0: I
2: thought this was a story of spontaneous combustion. I'm no longer interested, sorry.
3: No, not exactly. A couple of the teachers died too, didn't they?
0: I don't remember specifically who died in the fire, but I know his then-girlfriend died in the fire, and then I know that his body was burned, about 50% of his body was burned from the accident. More than 50, I think, even. It was really bad. Over 50, it says. Okay. It was very, very bad. He
3: probably shouldn't have lived through that. But somehow he did, and he uh, was in the hospital recovering. He had a teacher bring him a gift of a guitar so he could rehabilitate his hands and learn to move them, and that's how he uh, became a musician. He got a huge settlement from that fire. Huge. Huge. Huge.
0: So are, you,
2: are, are you allowed to give the name of the Furnace Company?
0: Wh- what? <laughs> Why?
2: Are you I gonna mean, be I sponsored by maybe, that? Perhaps I want to avoid furnaces of that type.
3: Okay, that's. I don't think they make that type
2: anymore.
0: I think we. I think we're good.
2: Listen, one furnace explosion is enough for me.
0: He was born in Buffalo, New York, and he uh, went to uh, Cheektowaga, which was in the Cleveland Hill Elementary School in Cheektowaga, New York. And I've, I believe, I've been there. It's not very far from, not that school specifically, but but to Cheektowaga. I have family. Caleb and I have family that live in Buffalo, New York. So he's. He's a bit of a of a small deal there. Buffalo.
2: He's not a big deal.
0: Well, I mean, they, he's in the Buffalo Hall of Fame now. That's good.
2: Sounds sounds biggish.
0: There is no information on what type of furnace.
2: <laughs> oh, did you give her a go? I,
0: I, yeah, I I went ahead and gave it a, a little peek. Since that so out of this horrible happen, tragedy, you just
3: just the type of furnace. That's all you've gotten so, so. far.
2: Well, no. I mean, obviously, I've been listening to every bit of it. It's quite tragic.
0: This is like the never-ending story, where where the how old, old was the guys? Sam? No, no. It's more like um uh uh what's eleven it? years old? Princess Bride, where the old guys reading the story to the little kid, and the little kid interrupts, and he's like, what? About the furnace. What's that called? <laughs> He's like, don't you want me to read you the story before bed? I'm sorry. Yes, pa- Grandpa. Sorry, Papa okay. Dax. And then Papa Dax goes back to his reading. So please continue. Tell him the nice part about this. This though. So he got
3: this huge settlement. He was playing around New York for a little bit. What happened and- before then?
0: He met Elvis Presley. Thank you. He did meet Elvis. I forgot about that. He did meet Elvis Presley. How did that happen? Was that? It was a meet and greet thing, in. Um, he traveled all the way to Memphis, walking in Memphis he was, uh, with his mother to meet Elvis at a meet and greet event for the children injured in the Cleveland Hill fire. Mm. Elvis wow. did. Wow, he did a, a whole, thing, huh? Elvis did. Yes, the King. Wow. Met the Jackson.
2: Cool. Wow. <laughs> Good way to <laughs> really what try he, and sell and that he, line. And what did like he? That was going to be the big line, right? About. And <laughs> what did he take from that?
3: What did he take from that? Oh my I don't know much goodness. about the Elvis part. Uh, calcium in his
0: body—that's what he took from that. A lot, he, a lot well, of calcium
2: buildup. So his he body. met Elvis, and that was fun. Yep. That was a fun thing he did.
0: It was he one did. of the only fun things he gets in his whole life. So, so he was Just about. Where yeah. was he
2: attempting to make his way as a musician in New York City? He started in New York very briefly. Yeah.
0: Then
3: he moved to London. That's mm-hmm. when he lived with Paul Simon, and um, I think he dated.
0: Who did he date? Uh, that would be. Um, no shoot. This is not a good time for me to forget things.
3: Danny Denny. Yep. He was hanging around. I think Donovan was around there somewhere. Nick Drake Uh, was there.
2: Yep. Yeah, he was.
3: Just all sorts of just really, really good musicians. I think uh,
0: maybe Bobby D might have been there too, around those parts. Bobby Dylan? Bob Dylan? I don't think he was. He wasn't around there?
3: He's from
2: Minnesota.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, he was around that whole whole scene. And then uh, Paul Simon financed his album. He moved back to New York, eventually ran out of money. And decided he wanted to go find Paul Simon.
0: Spend it on a bunch of cars and
3: hotels. He did. He wasted it hardcore. Which, I mean, if you got a huge
2: settlement from a
3: fire, you would want to just waste it, I imagine.
2: Well, what, he made no money from the album.
3: Very little. It was not a very like big album at the
0: time. No. We'll talk about gym. his his anxiety as well of not. But being it came able. out. When did
2: it come out? Sixty-five.
0: Yeah, nineteen sixty-five. Well, let me get through his life story. Oh, first. sorry. Okay. So it
2: came out in 65. Sound of Silence came out in 64. Or five. Well,
0: two. two or three. Hello, Doctors, my old friend. Which one we're talking 66. 66.
2: 66. I'm just thinking of, like, you know, if Paul Simon produced my album in the era when si- Sound of Silence came out, I would think that perhaps that might be a potentially popular album for that sake.
3: He may have just made money off the single. Maybe the Sound of Silence single came out first. Maybe. Either way. I'm not sure. So he moved to New York. He's out of money. He had a divorce. Uh, He had lost a child. Just a lot of real bad things happening.
0: He He was also, while in England, diagnosed with... um, Well, not diagnosed, but he he did have schizophrenia, Mm -hmm. which he denied that he had it. Yeah.
3: He was um, diagnosed with a lot of different stuff. Depression, of course. Yeah. So he's in New York. He's going to find Paul Simon. Uh, he's homeless because he's out of money. And police just see this crazy man walking around with a guitar looking for Paul Simon. And they put him in a mentalist institution. And then they just load him up with a bunch of medicine. He thinks he really is crazy. And he lives most of the rest of his life on the streets. A kid shoots his eye out. He's just, he's just there.
0: That's all you're gonna say about the sh- the shooting that he that happened? I mean, there's I, a lot more to that that story. So the really... kid
3: was going around shooting homeless people. So he went with up a pellet gun with a pellet <laughs> gun, and he shot Jackson C. Frank in the
0: eye, blew his eye out. Wrong place, wrong time. Mama that told you his whole life.
2: Mama told you, I had lied to you. I read some things. I just wanted to hear it from you.
3: That's fair. So uh, towards the end of his life. His, I, I think he was like selling stuff to a flea market or a pawn shop or something, and someone, someone came across it, recognized him, and found him. Uh, Jim Abbott, I think, was his name.
0: Yes, I thought he was talking to somebody. I thought that two uh, music reviewers or something like that were talking to each other, and they were like, "Hey, have you ever heard of Jackson C. Frank?" And the other guy was like, "Yeah, actually, he just called me. You ever?" Or he said something like. Do you want to help a homeless man or something like that? That's or, basically Or a exactly. down on his on, on his luck singer or something. And so then the guy like Do you feel like helping a down on his luck folk singer? Yeah, there you go. Oh, I'm that's pretty right about the, the quote. exact quote. Very, very uh, close. But how did so, he get his phone number?
3: Where did he get a phone? He does
2: <clears throat> pay phone, you know.
3: I guess, but he would have to have my, well, I guess change. Yeah, not letter. if they call the pay
2: well, phone. He was a
0: homeless he man. He got as a well. letter from him. Yeah, this Uh, is a letter. It's antiquated. Nineties. You can write. You can write things. Okay.
2: You don't have to have a home. Okay. To write. Two
0: thousand nineteen. We're not texting each other about our homeless friends. It was in ninety-five, right? It was in the nineties. He died early nineties. Ninety-nine, right? Yes, he died in ninety-nine. Anyway, so the guy um, met up with him. The music person he was like who is this guy i yeah. thought he would he like was very surprised to see him in person because he had gained a lot of weight due to his he was very disheveled yes and unkempt one eye yeah one eye and uh he he gave him uh well i guess he had a guitar or he uh, he had a guitar but he wasn't able to um i don't even know what it was i, th- I think he couldn't sing quiz's voice was gone i think that's right. what he played was, a little a bit losing. of uh blues Blues called? runs the game. Blues yeah. runs the game. He was trying to play a little bit of that, but he couldn't sing because his, his voice was gone, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, so that is the sad tale of Jackson C. Frank, and that's been this episode of Record Now. Um, yeah, <laughs> and Jim Abbott did help him record a
3: few more songs, though. Yeah, one of its best, uh, "Tumble in the Wind." Would you like to play that? I think that's my favorite song.
0: Oh, is it? I think so. All right, "Tumble in the Wind." It is. <laughs>
1: in the wind I wait for it to begin and when I look at you I ain't too proud to say I once loved a girl this way
0: bring trouble his voice obviously sounding very different. Oh yeah, on that recording, very, very mm-hmm. different. Very old and decrepit as compared to his his But he was only voice. like fifty nine or something at that time, so he wasn't that 50, old. I think fifty. I think 50 he s- died when he was fifty six. Yeah, he died oh, at fifty six, and this but, was a few years before that. Mm. He, he was old and decrepit because his body was failing him. Yeah, well, it was because of the a lot of it was fibrosis, because of the yeah. s- mm-hmm. because of yeah. the fire. I mean, he probably would have been. Imagine if he didn't, if he wasn't in that fire. You know what right. right. he wouldn't have been a musician probably yeah, not right. probably not uh but you i mean I guess you never know but yeah he, he probably would have had a happier life well another thing that I read is that his name comes from uh his, he didn't take his father's name he took uh surname' so stepfather Elmer Frank an army yeah officer he the chemistry. uh of the, yeah his stepfather Elmer Frank an army officer and food chemist so he took his stepfather's name rather than his father's name. Well, so. perhaps he was
2: adopted by his stepfather. Perhaps.
0: But, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting.
2: What a sad existence he had.
0: Truly. It's
2: Best unfortunate. as ever, though. It's really... I find it interesting that he's got so much blues in his folk music.
3: Yeah. I, I've seen it described as the genre of sad
0: folk, mm-hmm. which really fits sad folk makes complete sense to me which again it's coming from a sad person so you know it all makes sense do you want to talk about the recording process dax uh how he he had to have a curtain put up in front of him so that they paul simon and uh al stewart, yep. we said al earlier? stewart yeah they and actually um uh, garfunkel was there too um oh that's a shame I think he was in the studio as well. Yeah, you know, it was a shame. But um but yeah, so Mr. Jackson C. Frank was so nervous and had such uh, you know uh, issues anxiety. with anxiety. Exactly, yeah, thank you. That he asked to have a, a sheet put up so that he couldn't see them watching him perform and sing.
3: Hmm. That's very sad. I'm gonna say that a lot. Yeah. This episode.
0: So this week Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, kind of get us to where we are also going. Music? I assume. Uh, (laughs) Now, well, I mean, we played a couple songs here, but we talked about a few other artists now. What? Nothing. Go ahead. What about? We're not talking about music? (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. This week we talked about... um, A few different artists as well as because we only had one album with jackson c frank so everybody put different things in a playlist for everybody else to listen to and uh, so i put a few different artists that also have suffered from um, anxiety depression and other mental illnesses as well i put uh, wesley willis who is a uh, chicago-based homeless singer who gained notoriety through a a few different people and Daniel Johnston who was another folky acoustic kind of person that suffered from mental illness as well and he kind of got his start um, because Kurt Cobain wore the cover of one of his albums Hi How Are You as a shirt and so they asked him about that and then the notoriety kind of came from that as well So, uh, did anybody else want to talk about any of the music they added to the playlist? Tyler, didn't you add Elliot Smith? Yeah. That falls within the realm of a, you know, folk singer with mental illness. And and Nick Drake. Well, so does Nick Drake. I want to talk about Nick Drake. Which we both
2: both threw one on, so.
0: Yes. I think, because the thing that I, we'll get to the music, but I think right now let's focus on what Jared brought up, which is the mental illness aspect of things. But, um, yeah, Nick Drake also had a lot of issues in terms of mental health he suffered from depression and insomnia mm-hmm. and a lot of his music was made in the the dark of the night because he was just having a hard time sleeping so he he was self-taught on guitar too and so he would teach himself how to play different things and he would like de- like tune the guitar in different ways mm-hmm. and he would like learn how to play the guitar like late at night when he couldn't sleep but he died what at 26 yeah because of a an overdose of a, a prescribed medication. So, yeah. you know, that that was obviously very prevalent in the life of Nick Drake as well. Who, well, he also
2: Yeah. I mean, he basically lived nowhere as well. Right. I mean, he's he stayed with he stayed at people's homes days to days and and that was that. By the when he passed, he was living with his parents, but it was you know, that was towards the end. Yeah. So. yeah. He
0: said that he didn't want to live there with his parents, but yeah. that was the only way that he could cope in his life mentally by is just to stay there he said it's like a lowly existence but Mm -hmm. it's the best that he can kind of come up with right Um, Daniel Johnston uh, spent extended periods of time in psychiatric institutions and was diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder so I mean which I don't I mean I assume that Jackson C. Frank probably in at some point would have been diagnosed with something more now, when everybody gets diagnosed with something, um, but I mean, it was the mid 60s, so he probably they just kind of put sad, you know, I mean? oh, sure, <laughs> they just put the sad stamp yeah. on his paperwork. Uh, I didn't Tim Harden have some mental health issues as well.
2: Well, yeah, Tim Harden had a lot of issues and as well, yes, I but I think more drugs, yes, yeah, really. so a lot of them were revolved around drug abuse, yeah, which were I believe was a coping method for him. But he kind of sits in a, obviously he's got, you know, he a little more notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people see him as kind of a, like, oh, this is unfortunate. Like, he, he's there's some very, unfortunate. unfortunate sits, yeah, I mean, it's not so. But uh, all of those guys in that, I mean, guess Gordon Lightfoot is the only album on there that we chose that's just kind of not, it doesn't fit in in that aspect of it, right? Right. But... Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Well, Wesley Willis as well was a paranoid schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. and um, Yeah,
0: he he would um, just kind of pass out cassette tapes from the street and try and sell them that way. Yeah. But he gained uh, notoriety through um, probably the internet and also just kind of
2: – Well, um, Jello Biafra was one of his top fans, so Jello put some stuff out. He also did artwork, I was reading. He did art – he drew with ballpoint pens. Okay. Various scenes, yeah, in Chicago, he would draw scenes, streetscapes, and buildingscapes, and I guess he was really good at he could draw an entire scene from memory without even being there. Wow, he would be mm-hmm. he could be looking at a totally different scene and draw it out. And actually, I can't remember where now. I it was somewhere in Europe. They just recently did uh, had like a a big showing of a lot of his art in that sense over there. So that's pretty interesting as well. Another
0: person that. that was influenced by Wesley Willis is Miss Haley Williams from the band Paramore. Hmm. There you go. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Well, that's
2: weird. Huh. That is interesting. I'll admit I found Wesley Willis to be in in many ways quite difficult to listen to. Oh yeah, but yeah. But I found it to be very. I found the content to be quite interesting.
0: Well, knowing the story, I mean, if you're just listening to the music, you're like, "What is this?" But when you get context to it and realize, kind of like. The things he suffers from and just the interesting, like, song. same thing with Daniel Johnston. Like, his songwriting is very interesting when you look at, like, how he talks about the Electra Records wanted to to sign Daniel Johnston. But he refused because he said that uh, because Metallica was on the label and that they were possessed by Satan, he didn't want to be on that label.
2: (laughs) Huh. Weird.
0: So he he thought everybody, he's fired his manager because um, he thought that his manager was possessed by Satan. And um, he, he thought a lot of people were possessed by Satan, unfortunately. Maybe but. they were. Perhaps they were. But uh, he was also an artist as well. He had a lot of pieces commissioned and such. But did you want to talk about anybody you added to the list, Caleb? I only added Nick Drake. Yeah. I think Nick Drake was the most uh, relevant person to add to this playlist. Mm-hmm. I thought so his I music was interesting. Uh, he had a song. we, uh, Caleb and I, actually. I don't think you were there. Were you there? Hmm. Yeah, you were there. We went and saw the new Mr. Rogers movie uh, earlier this week, and they actually had a Nick Drake song oh, really? in yeah. that movie. And I was like, oh, yeah. huh, which is fun. I mean, like we listened to that music this week, and I was like, who is that? What song yeah. was in there? Oh, boy. It was uh, was it something, something, Pink Moon. Is that, is that Was that it song? Pink Moon? I believe that's correct. Hmm. Is that right? I don't remember which well, one it was. I mean, that's one of the songs. I think that it was Pink Moon. Okay, That's yeah.
2: definitely one of his most popular songs, for sure. Right. It's interesting.
3: Got, uh, Jackson C. Frank was also in theaters recently. That he was. He was in the soundtrack to Joker.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Uh, Weird. What name song is that? Carnival?
0: Oh my gosh! Stop it! I turned this off. My name is Carnival. Hmm. Is that anybody's favorite song this week? I'll say it's mine. It's mine. Oh, okay, good. So we have the same one. <laughs> well, I was gonna pick another one. I figured somebody would pick this one, so I'll pick uh, the other one that's even more sad. To go it's ahead. it's my... it's uh, his favorite song of his, I believe, is what oh. he said. So. Well, it's Joaquin Phoenix's too. It is.
1: I've seen your face in every place that I'll be going. I read your words like black hungry birds read every soul and rise and fall, spin and call, and my name is Carnival. Sad music. In the- Pause.
2: Mm, weird, he says that in Continue. there? Continue. That was weird, I didn't know you were... He- didn't you know, he'd say the title of the song in there. That's odd.
0: In the film Joker, Joaquin Phoenix in the film says that he like he's like I heard the song on the radio, and this, in the song he calls himself Carnival, and that's weird because that's my clown name. That's in the film. He like actually talk, wow. He, they don't just play the song. He like talks about the song within the context of the film. It's very odd. I was doing such a little
3: happy dance during that scene. Oh, it was amazing.
0: You were very pumped. I think pumped. that song sounds like a thing. What do you think know. it sounds like? It sounds a little bit like It's Alright Mom Only Bleeding by Bob Dylan. To your ear.
1: It's alright, ma. I'm only sighing.
0: You don't think so? Not no, really. That was, that was it? Well, I thought that the... the delivery i don't know maybe not this has made me think of it boop 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 i guess no,
3: it's no not. don't do you can that. have it he can
2: have it no he can't
3: he can have it it doesn't sound like it but he can have a boop fine well, you can have the it jared bit. that's whole biz that's you can boop. have all it right. it sounds familiar to him
2: it's all right here's your medal for so doing nothing.
3: so
0: let's talk about the music now please northern skies the dick drake song that was in the movie thank you thank you i would not have remembered which one it was i could not remember at
2: the time not pink moon
0: so was anything that was put into the playlist, do you think that any of these things kind of sounded like Jackson C. Frank, or was this all basically just a playlist full of things that were based off of mental illness? So Nick well, Drake definitely does. Nick Drake is the Yeah, Nick
2: one. Drake does. I put I chose Elliot Smith. Well, basically what I, I, I utilize the fans also like to be like, oh yeah, these are people that I think are mm-hmm. similar. Tim Harden is kind of moving further further out because Tim Harden uses a lot of weird percussion as well.
0: Yeah, I didn't really hear it in Tim Harden. So it's not
2: exactly the same thing. Elliot Smith has... Elliot, because of the time, the era, it's a little bit different. But Elliot Smith's m- more acoustic-based singer-songwriter type Sad songs... Folk. Sad folk. Yeah, are very close in, to me. I They sounded pretty similar yeah. to what we were getting from there. Uh, and it just reminded me of Gordon Lightfoot, and I. W- but I wouldn't put him in as uh, necessarily being the same the same exact sound or whatever mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, but I would say Nick Drake's probably the closest one.
0: Nick Drake is definitely the one that came to mind uh, essentially immediately was these two sound like they were yeah. influenced by each other, really. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really even that one was influenced by the other. I think that they were growing up in the same area at the same time, and I think that they're probably music...
3: playing the playing the same bars, probably
0: mm-hmm. imagine if they would have just lived together, hmm. I don't know. Well, they certainly place. have
2: some differences because Nick Drake has a lot of like interesting, weird, jazzy elements to a lot of the songs that come in with uh, a couple of different types of instrumentation, and the way that he plays sometimes is seems it it strays from folk every once in a while, and it's kind of a what you might call a fusion to an extent on some of his stuff, where Jackson C. Frank sits a little bit more solidly into What we know of as the 60s folk Well even then
3: Jackson C. Frank has his own kind of Folk style Like He he doesn't really exactly fit in with a lot of the folk That was going on He's kind of his own thing Mm
2: -hmm. Well they all have their own thing Look at Cohen Yeah. I mean they all have their own thing going But they all fit into Something that's a singer songwriter that Is Initially at least I mean Dylan's early works even with some works of Cohen is a little more stripped down in terms of what's in it musically, the layering of it.
3: I think that other than Nick Drake, the closest one is Paul Simon, but only when Paul Simon is not with Garfunkel. Right. When well, Garfunkel's unfortunately, around, well Paul Simon has his own albums that he does. He does, the same but all songs. but I, he.
2: Un, it's unfortunate that all of his early work was with Garfunkel or Garfunkel. Yeah. In that period, at least, even those same having,
3: songs when he re- released them on his own, so much better. And they sound more like uh, Jackson C. Frank's style too. Like, pl- can you play one of them? Which one? Uh, play well. Play "Sound of Silence." Just Paul Simon.
1: <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. of silence
3: in dreams I walk... When Garfunkel isn't there to funkle
0: it all up, okay, it's just so much better. <laughs> no, 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 don't funkle with my heart. I don't know, it depends.
2: <laughs> uh, Simon and Garfunkel did the soundtrack for The Graduate, which is a phenomenal soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, Miss, I, I Mrs. can't, Mrs. Robinson, yeah, about
0: my own mother.
2: There you go. Uh, I can't, I don't know, I can't get too aggravated about it. I love that soundtrack, yeah. very good.
0: Paul Simon did all the good stuff.
2: I'm not denying that, but both their names are on it. I did guess so. Did so. you want
0: to talk about your favorite clip from a movie? Wait, what? The thing about the... with The, the guy that was burning? What was it? Daft Punk?
3: Oh, yeah. I, I yes. guess... I don't know if that's my favorite clip from a movie. Well, you said
0: it was one of your favorite... What did you say it was your favorite something last night?
3: I didn't say it was my favorite anything. I just showed it to you.
0: Okay. So I remember uh, it differently.
3: Daft Punk included a Jackson C. Frank song in their movie Electroma. Is that how you say that? Mm -hmm. It is, I think, the ending. And it's very fitting because uh, the actual clip is a guy walking around on fire, which could not have been an accident. That had to have been thought out. those of you listening, it's a guy on fire, walking in the darkness. And that's it.
1: I want to be alone. I need to touch each stone. Face the grave that I have grown. I want to
3: I'm also, not,
0: very sad song.
3: I'm not sure if that's beautiful or offensive.
0: I'm not sure taste. either.
3: What do you th- What do you think about that?
0: I don't know. I do not know. I I I can see where the issue would be that a man is walking on fire and they're playing a Jackson C. Frank song. I could certainly see there being some uh, tastelessness to that situation. But also at the same time, like it, it's, kinda, it's
3: kind of, it's kind of. Like a tribute to him. Yeah. Like bit. that's that's
0: the life he had to live with. Right. I don't know and about being it. alone. Yeah. And living with his fire scars and such. Yeah. yeah. He is a
3: crippled singer. It's a lyric from uh what I'm guessing is Jared's favorite song.
0: That yeah, I'll go ahead and say that. It's uh Marlene. Yes, right? I knew it. The yeah, song that's a good Marlene. One.
2: that was that was my choice. That was your pick? It was.
0: Oh boy. Find a new one, buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just won't choose one.
1: of her floats over there and a a smile it seems so lonely she gave me a hand as they struck up the band and just
2: All just so sad. The song
0: was about the girl that died in the fire. That was his girlfriend. That is true. That was her name, Marlene. Very sad. Her tambourine still haunts him. Oh my god! I think that's the end of the episode. I
2: think. It, <laughs> I think I'm crying.
0: I uh, I have a couple Jared bits here. Oh to, to man! Throw in. All right. Jared bits meaning that stuff that Jared would usually bring to the table. I added a bunch of stuff. Uh, early this morning that no one would ever notice because I thought that would be fun. Um, so there's a bunch of betrayal good- is always fun. So first of all, I'd also like to say that this is for Tyler, that there is one artist who I listened to a little bit this week that I thought had a little bit of a Jackson C Frank sound to it.
2: That's very funny.
0: Is it funny? Bonnie Prince Billy, Bonnie Prince Billy.
2: I knew you were going to say, cause I almost brought it up earlier and I was holding off.
0: But I brought it up for you because guess what? Bonnie Prince Billy actually has a little bit of a sound influence you bet he does. from Jackson C. Frank.
2: You bet. It's got a little
0: bit of that, that same vibe to it. Um,
2: Which album did you put on there? I See a Darkness? I
0: put I See a Darkness, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of people have actually covered Jackson C. Frank's songs me, like because of the influence that Jackson C. Frank has had over music and time, especially the song... Blues Run the Game, which Nick Drake has covered. Nick Drake also covered Milk and Honey and Kimbae. Uh There was a cover by Marian Faithful by, and on that the, the song Kimbae. uh Erlin and, Car- and the Carnival covered My Name is Carnival. Not a very good cover, but, you know, it is what it is. Sandy Denny, the person who dated Jackson C. Frank, covered the song Milk and Honey. Pretty good cover, I would say. Uh, and then the one I want to play is uh, Yoon sun na which is, uh, I believe, Japanese singer, if I remember correctly. She covered the song, My Name is Carnival. It sounds great. Here we go.
1: I've seen your face in every place that I'll be going. I read your words like black hungry birds read every song. Rise and fall, spin and call, and my name is Carnival. Sad music
0: in the night. Big fan of that cover, personally. Big mm-hmm. fan i'm into it i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to some of her stuff i'm glad that you are she has also a cover on that album uh that same album Inter Sandman. yeah not as good really yeah weird you know I they're possessed it. by the devil right yeah we don't want him on this podcast so we're not <laughs> going to play that cover uh but i also have additional song that i want to show everybody what? i already showed dax is it another um, cover It's not a cover. Well hold
3: on. You gotta mention Simon and Garfunkel's blues run that game. Oh, you're right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That that was one that I also put in the play. It was Simon Garfunkel's blues. That's like the the, that's like the biggest cover of his music. Right. Um, do you wanna play it?
3: We don't have to. Okay.
0: Well then we won't. Uh this one is for Jared and mostly Tyler. This is the song by Hopalong called Horseshoe Crabs. Now why on earth would I play this song? Does anybody know? Nope. Tyler? No idea? Wonderful. Let's listen to this song. And I want you to listen. So the lyrics of that song were, and I quote, I'm going to go through quite a few of the lyrics. uh, One night in the park, the pellet gun took out an eye, I came undone. One college kid came to see me, he passed me that nylon string, asked me to play him something. So I tried my hand at Blue's Run the Game, I barely made it through it. Then he had to go back to his parents' house upstate. Woke from the dream and I was old, staring at the ass crack of dawn, walked these streets up and down looking for Paul Simon. Whoa, man! I love that That song is about. I Jackson can't even tell you C. how. Frank. That's
2: weird because I've listened to that song. That's <clears throat> that was the first Hopalong album I ever bought, mm-hmm. and I love that album. I've listened to that song a million times, and I've never ever noticed that.
0: Yeah, I had no idea either. I've listened to that song a million times as well, and I'm like, I had no idea that Hopalong wow. was singing about Jackson C. Frank. That's cool. You'd think, like, because if you if you just heard those lyrics, they'd just be these weird obscure. Like, whoa, what's going on? Like, what do you mean a pellet gun shot out an eye? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, I recognize
2: all those lyrics, but I didn't... I wouldn't even... I just wouldn't even have thought about it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy. Pretty cool. I thought so. Yeah, it
2: is cool. It's very cool.
0: Oh, he looks so happy. Very cool. I got hop-along into the Jackson C. (laughs) C. Frank episode. And Bonnie Prince Billy as well. So, it's like... I'm coming for you, Tyler. You've done it. I'm giving giving you all the, the, the wonderful treats. I gave Dax the ability to talk about Jackson C. Frank... Now what do we gotta give Jared? What do we gotta give Jared? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Some Mongolian throat metal somehow is oh. Jackson C. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> you could.
2: I think you could be pretty good at that. Quite honestly.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> do we? Oh, actually, no, did Tyler, did you want to pick another Jackson C? Yeah, Spring I'll pick. Spring
2: it. Song? We'll just play Yellow Walls.
0: Okay.
1: Yellow walls that shine like silver Dark green windows stare never closed From yellow walls that shine like silver Through the hands I choose to hold
2: Pretty good tune.
0: Pretty good tune. Do we have any other thoughts about Jackson C. Frank? Anything that we felt like he was uh, influencing? Or maybe just some covers or some thoughts? Or anything else about his sad, sad, sad life?
2: Did you all see... You got something?
0: No, I was just going to say I think
3: I've hit on everything I really wanted.
2: Did you all see the Cullen Brothers film Inside Lou and Davis? I did, yes. I can't help but be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. The struggle of a folk artist in that era. Of course, it was slightly different. It's not quite as sad as this.
0: Well, he did have to find that cat.
2: He did. He did have to find it.
0: I find... Uh, I think that uh, looking for people that only have one album is... You know, like, to, to discredit them is not fair. Uh, there's a few people. Uh, Jeff Buckley, for instance. Mm-hmm. Who died tragically by the drowning... Um, a few, uh, you know, uh, Sex Pistols only had one album. They're a very good band, very great. I mean, they didn't have any kind of issues like Jackson C. Frank did. Right. But, you know, seek out things that, that uh, I don't know what I want to say. Seek out things that are, you know, maybe not as popular from long ago, you know, 60s, 70s, things like that, that, you know, that are, are influence people that you probably like to this day, you know. Yeah, good, good, good thought, Jared. Thanks. So good thought, it. Jared. Thank you. Good thought, Jared. That's the next podcast we're doing. Good thought, Jared. <laughs> it's just a one-minute podcast. I have a thought. I say it, and then it'll be bonus content. What if it's, What if it's a bad
2: thought, though?
0: Oh, bad thought. Oh, just don't have a bad touch. Good thought. It. Bad thought.
2: thought that's T H O T. That's what I was going. Yeah, that's I heard what you. Oh, I was dear. clarifying for the spelling impaired. I don't know.
3: I think all thoughts are bad thoughts. Jared's the bad thought. He has a good thought, but he's a bad thought.
0: <laughs> Look at that hoe over there. <laughs> uh,
3: what else we got? The
0: last thinking. thing I was going to say is, is that this is our last regular episode of Record Roundtable for the year. So next week, we'll be doing something different, which I'll introduce at the end. But I felt like I should mention very quickly that this was our last group that we'll be covering. We did it. We did it. The 3 of us minus Dax, we did or 4 we, of us minus Dax cuz Dax didn't do it all. And I did it all. And nobody thought I would, and I did. So he I, did it all. I tried yeah. my best. He I did, did it, it all. all for the nookie So you can take <laughs> that cookie and stick it in your wah.
2: He did it. Very proud.
0: We'll do a we'll do a Did you have did you have, have
2: Alexi Murdoch down there?
0: Yeah, I thought he sounded a lot like Nick Drake. Did you did you listen to any of that?
2: Uh, he just that the first song off there. What's the song? The most popular song by Alexi Murdoch. Orange uh, skies, very popular. You no, know, it was a different one. It's so The very first song. All that, of my um, days. All of my days just started playing at the end of we earlier today when I was listening to one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, that's what started coming, which I had heard that song before. I was familiar with it. Obviously influenced by. It's weird. It's obviously influenced by the folk of that era. But there's a lot of pop artists today who are doing something kind of like that. That are clearly just like singer-songwriter folk artists who have added some additional hooky stuff. And actually made it probably dulled down. I don't think that Bonnie Bear
0: would have the career that he has if not for Alexi Murdoch. I think that he kind of set the groundwork for... Who? Huh? Who? Bonnie bon Bear. Oh, interesting. I think that Alexi Murdoch... Those two hits... Um, which have, you know soundtracks to a lot of things. Probably was it in the Garden State soundtrack? Most likely. That sounds correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know a lot of things. I heard Nick Drake and I immediately thought of Alexi Murdoch. Like the voice, just the voice is so similar. Nick
2: Drake has a really interesting voice. It's it's very odd.
0: And I feel I mean Alexi Murdoch has to be like you just said influenced by Nick Drake quite mm. a bit. Um, and then like I mean like I like you said. A lot of people are doing that kind of same thing now so and it's just like a full circle of you know starting with uh you know jackson c frank bob bob dylan bobby d Mm -hmm. paul simon things like that that you know kind of set the groundwork for that and then have gotten to the point of now so which we don't really have that much in terms of popular music anymore folky you know, people, unfortunately. That kind of died out in the mid to late 2000s. That really the, hasn't come back. I mean, Mumford, last, really. Singer-songwriters. Like, kind of, big band. Yeah, they Mumford sit in a different in, place. Monsters and Men, which are well, coming up soon on Good Band, Bad Band.
2: It's weird because, we. of I mean, Bonnie Prince Billy put out an album not long ago, and Bill Callahan continues to put out albums. Oh, I
0: forgot to talk about Bill Callahan. Yeah. I listened to Bill Callahan today and was like, this sounds a lot mm-hmm. like it, too.
2: Yeah, Bill Callahan is very similar as yeah. well. I had
0: not listened to his album from this year yet until today. It was very good. Big fan. So so check out Bill Callahan if you liked Jackson C. Frank. It's Mm -hmm. worth listening to. So, yeah. Dax, what do you want to close on? I'll give it to you.
3: Oh, God. So much pressure. Did we play Milk and Honey? Nope. Okay, hold on. First, we got to play Milk and Honey, the cover. Cause that's the Nick Drake cover. Okay. Before we close out. Why don't
0: we just cover up, close out on the Nick Drake no, cover? No, we can't close out on the
3: cover. But that is probably the best version of that song.
0: Well, then why wouldn't we close on it?
3: Because it's not yet. You no, know, okay, just okay, play. Okay, okay. Just we're play. play it.
0: We're playing. We're playing. It, we're
1: playing. We're playing it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, what the I do? That would be thing. Gold and silver is the autumn, soft and tender are the skies, yes and no are the answers
0: written in Pretty good. Like, and again, it sounds... Nick Drake has a very close resemblance in sound. Which I don't think... We haven't yeah. played any of Nick Drake's songs until we... that cover, so... Right. Yeah. I'm glad we it. was
2: it. unfortunate.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, I guess we can uh, end on Just Like Anything. Just
0: Like Anything? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we've been talking about the sad life just of Jackson like C. Frank. Just Like Anything... Mm-hmm been our last the regular same, episode of record Roundtable. Same, next week we're gonna be talking about the, the four same. of our favorite artists that we've State covered over the last um, year it's worth checking out still not the same format but it's good it's good it's good it's good, it's good. Slowly, on a drum Thank beats broken you. check out our patreon that just got posted
1: answers